The reading today is taken from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, starting at verse 28. As Jesus approached Bethpage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it to it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Say, the Lord needs it. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you undoing the colt? They replied, The Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, <laughs> threw their cloaks on it, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down to, for the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they'd seen. Bless is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, If they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every other side. They will dash you to the ground, you and your children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognise the time of God's coming to you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning. Our text today is about Jesus and his entrance into Jerusalem as king, and he's weeping over the city he loves. Here we start to see what the heart of God is all about. The mission of Jesus is now heading towards its climax into the city of Jerusalem, and then ultimately to the cross. Entrance processions were a familiar ceremony in the first century. Alexander the Great is said to have entered India on a grand procession. 200 painted war elephants, 200 painted camels, 200 soldiers riding black horses backwards. Then in a golden throne hoisted on an ivory chariot set, sat Alexander himself. He had 200 tamed lions behind him and he declared I am the Lord of the universe. I conquer the, the world. Now I will conquer the stars. Well, Alexander certainly thought a lot of himself, but his crown is ultimately thrown down at the feet of Jesus. As king, Alexander conquered nations, but Jesus, king of kings, well, he conquered death and put order back in to the cosmos. Jesus rides into the city on a donkey, not a war horse or an elephant. His humility and foreknowledge in securing it reminds us that these events are unfolding to God's plan 
those standing on the side of the road, had come to see Jesus as someone sent by God. After all, they'd seen him do the miraculous. And for them, his entry was fulfilling Zachariah's prophecy as the Prince of Peace. Riding a donkey was distinctive as it showed Jesus' heart as one of peace. Those standing watching were waiting for him to be the, the Messiah of their hopes. The cloaks that were thrown down on that day were not expensive clothes. They were sweat-stained rags that belonged to a ragtag bunch. The triumphal entry staged on a borrowed donkey was for a king whose heart loved the stranger when others deemed them unacceptable. His heart breaks the dominion of darkness and he ultimately hungs on a cross and there he sees you and me. He puts order back into our damage and those standing on the road wanted a messiah. And now they saw the one they saw one in Jesus, who was their last hope. The crowd cry of blessed and he who comes in the name of the Lord, because they wanted to see the Messiah claim his kingdom. Such bold claims scared the Pharisees and the crowd, who said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. The audacity of this whole entry was something that was marked with hostility from the local authorities who certainly did not want Jesus proclaimed as the Messiah. Yet the crowd's enthusiasm was with Jesus. So he reminds the leaders that the very stones, the very stones would cry out if he gave such an order of silence. Wow. It's Passover week in Jerusalem and Jesus now knows that he is to face the cross. For Jesus as king, it's a royal occasion. Now here he weeps over his city and there is no one to console him. Somewhere on the outskirts he bursts into sobbing. His city, a place where Israel's union with God was tirelessly acted out day and night in the temple, now did not know the things that made for peace. God's people had rebelled and they had now set their own agenda, which ultimately meant that they had failed to realise peace with God. Therefore, complete overthrow of the city is inevitable because reform Reform is needed. Old rituals will now give way to new access with God. Jesus spent three years showing God's heart of love, peace and reconciliation. And he arrives to their cheers and yet he knows that their rejection will lead him to the cross and to the destruction of the temple. It is that that brought tears to Jesus' eyes. And as the Jewish king This was a very special place for Jesus, but he knew reform is needed. So why does our text matter today? I think that Jesus rode on a donkey into Jerusalem so that you could know that his heart was one of peace. Jesus prophesied, prophesied the destruction of the temple because he comes as the Lord of the temple. Saints, 
The kingdom must first come to the human heart, not to a building, but to your heart. Luke, the writer of our text, really wants us to know this. It's through the Jewish king that God's, that God's kingdom is revealed and given to the world. Luke was writing in a predominantly Jewish audience, and he wants them to know that Jesus is the continuation of their Jewish faith. You see, many men and women aspire to be God, but only Jesus is the man who is God. Whatever you imagine, image you have of Jesus, the picture of king must be front and centre. Jesus is the king, but of what? Jerusalem, yes, but also of every nation too. The kingdom is for every city, for every heart that the church can reach and touch with its message of salvation. Old rituals have now given way to new access with God. In lockdown, I wonder, have we become bored again or born again Christians? For some, our faith has become fuzzy with all this online Zoom stuff. But when we face Jesus and we look at him, we walk with him and we get clarity. He restores our clarity. As our Bible tells us, Jesus spent so much time trying to help the Israelites to turn back to God. This Easter, how do you turn back to Jesus? Friends, Jesus' heart is ready to receive you because he is in the business of transforming lives. Did you know that trying to capture how much love Jesus has for you is like trying to capture Niagara Falls in a teacup? It cannot be done. When we're honest with King Jesus, we all recognise that reform is needed in our own hearts. This Easter, take joy in a king who comes to join you in the dirt on the side of the road. Jesus is not one king among many. He is the king of all kings. He is Yahweh in the flesh. There is no other king. So cast your hearts before him. Amen.